and thank you for joining us. I'm Evan Forster, a licensed clinical social worker, and Resiliency Reimagined is back after our couple-month hiatus. Uh, the holidays kind of set us back in that sickness that kind of everybody seemed to get, um, both impacted uh, myself and pretty much everybody that we knew. So um, keep an eye out. We're going to continue to drop our Resiliency Reimagined podcasts on the first of the month. Uh, this one coming out February 1st and then the rest of them hopefully for the rest of 2023. So Resiliency Reimagined is a podcast in partnership with the Center for Strength, a resiliency center working with individuals impacted by the shooting, which occurred at STEM school in May of 2019. Our podcast explores the resiliency of people and families impacted by trauma and the ways in which helpers can impact these communities. Our guest today is McLean Figueroa. McLean is a parent of a student who was at STEM in 2019, two students who were at STEM in 2019, and one of our facilitators at the Center for Strength. McLean, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'll let you introduce yourself, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, McLean Figueroa, I, by day I work in cybersecurity, uh, by night I teach uh, martial arts at the uh, Z Ultimate Studios in Highlands Ranch. Cool. I also um, have the privilege of teaching the same uh, martial arts in the uh, STEM Center for Strength. Uh, of course, we modify the program to uh, fit the, the high school, the middle school, and uh, you know anybody else that's just willing to come in. And uh, it's been great. Nice. And outside of martial arts, what other kind of things do you like to do? Um, I'm also a big music geek, um, you know, like my dad, he's like a Jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. So, like I've played like fr from like the coronet to the viola okay. to guitar to key, but now I'm more of a key player, um, you know, drums even. Cool. And, uh, I, I'm a choir director for our church and I teach that twice a week too. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually don't know what that first instrument that you said is. The cornet? Yeah. It's like, um, so, you know, you have the violin, right? Yeah. And if you're not good enough to be a violinist, you're, you end up playing the viola. Okay. So, like, if there's, like, the trumpet, and if you're not good enough to play the trumpet, you play the cornet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, and you also play the viola. So, that's, you're putting yourself. Uh, uh, not anymore. Like, okay. I touch that thing, and I'm like, wait, 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 I, I need a fretboard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so, uh, today we'll talk about several factors that have helped you and your family in their journey over the last couple of years including martial arts. But before we do that, how would you define resiliency and how do you see it play out within your life and those around you? Yeah, man, that's <laughs> resiliency is, um, how one's spirit is tested. Uh, you know, okay. it's like, um, like a rubber band, you know, if you want to just, you know, you some are stretchy, some are uh, brittle, you know, maybe uh -huh. it's been sitting out in the cold, you stretch it, boom, breaks apart. Yep. But then, you know, you've got the one that's just right, stretch, stretch, you know, wrapped around stuff, does its job. And I, that's the simplest way I could think about it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I guess, how do you see, so, so you said it's kind of like a rubber band um, in that it can be stretched, it can be tested, it often snaps back, sometimes it breaks. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some things that like help you and help your rubber band, I guess, stay intact? Uh, again, having your spirit tested, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm going to use that term a lot. That's because, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I reference uh, mind, body, and spirit. 
okay. as, as, th- as a trifecta of things. And, and to help understand that maybe further, you could associate mind to mental, body to physical, spirit to soul. Okay. Okay. So, you know, testing one's spirit. Um, I guess the easiest way to explain it is when you win, your spirit feels good. Yeah. When you lose, your spirit feels bad. But there's also the time where you lose, but your spirit's like, oh, that's okay. I learned something. Sure. Let's try it again so yep. I can win next time. You know? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I continue to just be impressed with the resiliency of, uh, the STEM community. I I feel privileged for the work that I continue to be able to do that I have done being able to do this podcast, um, that kind of thing. Um, how would you describe where you and your family are at now and how that's changed since 2019? Uh, I think, They've, they've grown a lot. They've okay. matured. In, in regards to who they are, um, I don't think they've changed at all. Okay. Um, they grew into themselves pretty early. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm teared up just <laughs> thinking about how they did and how it's like too fast. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to grab a tissue, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it happens way too fast. And you see, you see them come into themselves like, you know, this is who they're going to be. And it's everything that you started off with, like from picking them up as a baby to telling them they did their first thing wrong and then grounding them for their first time and then, you know, handing them their, their, their reward for something. So you put all that together at, at an early age and you do it consistently yep and you continue to show that hey dude everything i do for you is out of love yep and you know they they pick up on it and then they just they grow and they run and then they solidify their character early so when i when i the reason why i say that is because the same people they uh they are they they are now yep from then but they've grown up a lot they understand more they're a little more compassionate you yeah know, those things like that's what i mean by maturity absolutely um what do you think have been some factors that have uh, it sounds like consistency it sounds like showing up continuing to to show support and love uh for your kids and, and continuing to it, it sounds like also like explain the why like why we do the things that we do as parents right um have been factors what else might have been factors that have helped y'all um, in recovery after trauma, in continuing to grow, um, that kind of thing? I would say struggle. Okay. Um, challenges. Yeah. You know? um, a lot of times, you know, we would come across a challenge and we try to ignore it. Yeah. You know, because it's easier. But somebody would be like, this doesn't feel right. Hey, how come we're not talking about this? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we have something in front of us that we need to solve yep. a challenge. Yep. And when you work on struggle together, mm-hmm. um, you just, you grow stronger together. And there's been times where some of us have been left out of a particular challenge. Like, um, for example, my wife will take 
the lead role on <laughs> problem solving and I will walk away from it. Uh-huh. Um, but then I'll notice that, you know, she's growing from taking yeah. that lead role and, and just, you know, running with it and I'm missing out, you know, yeah. and why can't we grow together? You know, obviously as long as we're not stepping on each other and that stuff, but, uh, you know, again, solving challenges together is what really made it for us. Yeah. And it's, and, and this is just such a a common theme that I hear from almost everybody that I've talked to on the podcast and in a lot of the work that I do, um, growth and change and that kind of thing is generally happening more when we're paying attention to the challenges and addressing them with Mm -hmm. maybe empathy and, and, but that's a vulnerable choice to, to make that, to, to decide to address that. Um, but yeah, everybody that I talk to, like, that is such a common theme is that we have to pay attention to the stuff that that's impacting us and and it sounds like use our support system use our family to get through it true 100 percent. yeah anything that you've been surprised about about your kind of process uh and growth um up till now uh me personally sure um uh, personally it just how much more I stop and think about things. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, uh, there's being hyper aware and then there's being aware. I, I honestly don't know the difference, Okay. but I just know that when someone says something to me, there's a layer that goes processing one moment, please. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, I probably would have taken it like, yo, dude, you want to fight? What's going on? You know? And then, you know, with that extra layer, now it's, oh, you probably didn't mean that towards me. Hey, are you all right, bro? You need some help? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it's different. So just having that perspective, it changes how you deal with things. Sure. So perspective, patience, and then also, like, understanding. I guess that goes into perspective, but, like, maybe a little bit more of understanding where other people are coming from. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and less assumptions about where other people are coming That's from. what hurts everything. Yeah. You know, it just, it kills everything before it even starts. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, one thing that, that has helped me with that, and I might've talked about this before, but, um, trying to be under the impression that, that folks are doing the best that they can with the skills that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could be that person that like approaches you, uh, in a different way. And you're like, Whoa, hold on, wait, wait a second. But if you're like, Hey, maybe this person's doing their best, maybe they have a lot going on today or something like that. It helps take that pause and, and then being able to like move forward, uh, assuming the best intent of other people. That's actually a life hack, bro. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I hands down. And I, I wish I would have figured that out at like 15. That'd be you, cool. You yeah. know, if I would have figured that out at 15, like I could have ran the planet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but um, it, it's like assuming positive intent, you know, you go into things with just a better attitude. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so how does that, that idea of uh, assuming things with positive intent, how does that or assuming the positive intent of others. How do you think that goes back to your definition of resiliency and, and how, um, how, how that impacts like your spirit? I like that question. Um, 
so your spirit uh, is impacted internally by based on the decisions that you make and the outcome of your decisions you know i believe on that and when you decide to be more patient yep it's harder totally i I mean you you could just easily you know divert to your raw basic instinct and i just want to slap everybody now or i just want to verbally abuse everybody you know or whatever right or or maybe it's the opposite you know complete opposite of that action um but finding enough restraint to resist fear resist urges based on fear resist anger or you know all yeah. those emotions that drive us to those actions when you take a second to pause and and go i can control this situation i can think about the next logical step because yep. i'm breathing right now yeah. there is oxygen going into my brain helping me make better decisions and and there you go yeah and i mean one thing that and, and one thing that I have um, learned about you, you had mentioned breathing, and 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 that's so important. And then also, I think uh, the martial arts that you're doing at the center are helping folks with breathing, helping folks kind of understand where they're at in that fight, flight, freeze response, mm-hmm. and um, and how they're responding to other people. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about? Um, how you've seen it maybe be impactful for you and, and then also be impactful for other people? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, one, one example is uh, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she snowboards along with the rest of our family, and we were going through trees for the first time. Uh-huh. And, you know, we got to a, a part that was kind of thick, and she stopped. And, you know, fell in the snow and yeah. then we all had to stop. And, you know, it was like, we're, we're like up to our chests. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was a little frustrated with her. You know, obviously she, she, she visibly frustrated. She could see it in my face because we stopped and now we all have to dig ourselves out of the powder. Yep. But, you know, when, when she was um, looking at me saying, you know, I stopped. It wasn't because of fear. It's like I stopped because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You, you didn't. Yep. You didn't tell me. You didn't prepare me. You know. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yep. You know. So we we all dug ourselves out. We realized that hey, this is a, a poopy situation. We wasted about an hour. Yeah. Right. But what's the end result? You know. We we all learned a little something from it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So so just being able to like pause, reflect, and be like, okay. I, I'm frustrated right now, but also I should have maybe done something a little bit differently beforehand. And yes. let me understand like where, where this other person, my daughter in this example is coming from really helped you in that situation. And, and I bring that situation up before I explain where she got that from, yeah. by the way. So she's a black belt as well. Okay. Different art Taekwondo. And in, um, it, it, before they get their black belt, they have to go through this rigorous training regimen. It's like 12 weeks. Okay. And um, they, they actually run uh, around, uh, I think it's Harriman Lake. And uh, their, their goal is to, you know, keep beating their time. And in that training regimen, you know, she would get to those points like, I'm so tired. Yeah. But you tell me that I can do it. But you didn't tell me how. Okay. And it's like, oh, y- yep. you're right. Yeah. So 
breathing. Here, let's find a rhythm. It's kind of like when you're doing your katas, you know, the forms. You breathe at a certain time. You know, as you're running, you breathe the same way. So as soon as, as soon as she associated those things together, it's like breathing, breathing. For her, I panic, I breathe, I slow down, I think. That, yeah. that came from martial arts. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, I mean, that's something that so many folks in my field of therapy are trying to um, help clients with too, mm-hmm. because what we know is, is just like what, what you described. Like when we do, when we panic, we're, we're breathing quickly. Our body is getting ready for a, uh, a, a response to mm-hmm. like try to save us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're able to recognize that, recognize is there actually a threat around me and then slow that down that can be like so impactful on that panic yes um so you had kind of jump in a little bit but you had mentioned when we do our katas like the breathing is important Mm -hmm. um i i actually don't know what a kata is Mm -hmm. can you describe that a little bit uh sure so um you know take it all the way back to the monks or whoever started uh, martial arts you know yeah. and uh, they they didn't always have people to fight okay they had to figure out how to train how to fight without fighting somebody because yeah. a lot of them spent time in isolation so they developed a way to do repetitive movements that made sense you know from start to finish okay it, it trained a particular skill or it, it trained a particular part of the body um, and then they got progressively more difficult, more elaborate as you, you know, advance in rank. So a very basic kata or a form, okay. you know, would, you be, would be just moving around and punching maybe. Okay. And focusing on getting good stances. Whereas a black belt form, you're doing a couple flips in the air or something, you know. I, I'm definitely not doing that. Well, that was going to be my follow-up question. <laughs> nope. So, okay. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm the low-level sensei. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a way um, to just kind of know where your know where your body's at in space throughout um uh like an environment that could be uh mm-hmm. uh where you're you know needing to fight but also it's a way of just kind of knowing where your body is in space and knowing how to regulate your breathing as you just kind of move around a room or move mm-hmm. around a space it, it's just like uh, basketball drills for a basketball player sure so you know they got to drill it in yeah i don't know if we focus or have in my experience playing basketball and then briefly coaching we're not focused on as much on the breathing and and that kind of thing so i think that that's something that a lot of coaches could probably take from that absolutely i mean Uh, yeah breathing at the right times while you're you know fast breaking down the court yeah i've seen people hold their breath for a full fast break just because they're so like (laughs) Yeah. And then the run in the run, you know. Yeah. And it's like, dude, your face is turning red. Yep. <laughs> and then when you get to the end of the court, your brain's not working as well when you shoot that layup. Exactly. Um, yeah. So um, how have you seen – so we talked a little bit about the daughter – or about your daughter. What about – as uh, the work that you're doing over at the center, how have you seen martial arts? And we don't have to talk about any students specifically, but just kind of in general, how have you seen martial arts be impactful for, for some students? Uh, you know, there was one student um, in the middle, middle school, and first thing he said to me was, I don't even want to be here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm looking at him and you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, he's just hanging out until his mom picks him up or whatever the case until, you know, family member picks him up. Yep. And he didn't, he was, he was hesitant to join the class. 
and he had the, <laughs> he had this uh, um, rubber glove that was blown up or, and filled with water. Okay. And, you know, I was just like, you've got a water balloon. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Right? yeah way, way to go, man. So, and he's, of course, squeezing it and yeah. he's just, you know, making me nervous. I'm going to have to clean up some water. But, you know, he's cool. And I'm just like, is that a, you know, water chicken? What do you have there, bro? And he just started talking to me. And after I talked to him, you know, I asked him, so what do you want to do? And he's like, yeah, just whatever. I want to do something not boring. Yeah. So then we started, you know, hitting stuff. Just, you know, little simple hits, you know, nothing too crazy. And he's been at every single one ever since. Right. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't complained once. You know, and sometimes he volunteers when we do, like, the drills where we're, you know, going one-on-one versus somebody, you know, do, trying to test our skills. He's, like, volunteering to go first. Yeah. Nice. So, um, and maybe the answer is equally important, but when I think of martial arts, I think of, uh, folks, um, working a little bit on self-defense, feeling more grounded, doing breath work. Um, what would you say is like the things that have, that you're seeing as, as out of those three or maybe other ones, what's the most helpful part about martial arts or maybe it's everything. I think the most helpful part of martial arts is um, in in all of your immense training. I mean, I don't care how beautiful of a double dragon back whip flip kick, whatever. Cool. You can I'm do. just picturing that. And that yeah, I'm trying to imagine like the coolest kick I could yeah. think of, but that's what came out. <laughs> but if you can do that, I think the best part of martial arts is all the reasons to not use any of it. Okay. You know, uh, and and the win you get from walking away from a fight, like to convincing somebody that you didn't have to fight. Yep. You know? So no, there, there's a part of it that might be knowing that you have the skills to be able to defend yourself in this fight, but mm-hmm. also recognizing that you can stay grounded enough to be able to not engage in whatever it is. A thousand percent. Cool. So I did some research, uh, before this, um, and a study out of the university of South Florida, where they worked with veterans experiencing PTSD and they utilized martial arts indicated that study participants demonstrated clinically meaningful improvements in their PTSD symptoms, as well as a decreased symptoms of major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety and decreased alcohol use. Anything else that you could say as to why you think martial arts can be so impactful for folks who are experiencing PTSD symptoms? Absolutely. Um, the, the main thing martial arts does is it slows you down. Yeah. It teaches you that shortcuts are fine in tactical. Yep. Um, but when you're training classical, you, you need to be really training classical. Um, and I, I think this is the culmination of who we are as a species today. We like to have everything faster. Mm-hmm. Shortcuts, we, we, we just rock them out. Yep. If we could find them, we use them. And the problem with that is, you know, that adage of... Uh, it's not about the goal. It's about the journey. Yeah. You know, when you get to your goals too fast, you know, sometimes you're like, dude, why did I even, what's, what was this journey about? Cause I yeah. got my goal like this, Yep. you know, um, martial arts trains you and shows you by 
putting you against other people who maybe out-train you. Maybe they started off at the same rank as you, but they show more dedication. Sure. So when you go up against them, they're going to keep hitting you in the face because you didn't train your right block or whatever, yeah. you know? Yep. So it, it, it's, it's that way of showing that right training, slowing everything down, classically the right foundation, that's how you become a better martial artist. That's how you become a better thinker, mm -hmm. you know, and anything else. Absolutely. So using that rubber band metaphor that you had said earlier, how does, how does that impact, how does martial arts impact a person's rubber band? <sighs> well, it, it, it can in a lot of ways because the type of martial artist you become is who you choose to be. Okay. You know, um, I've seen martial artists uh, grow to the age of 70 and they can go straight, you know, standing straight tall to a straight down squat. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many people like just regular people. Like 70 year olds are, are doing that. Yeah. The 70 year old can do that. And I oh, you just I, mean anybody. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, how many other people can do yep. that. Like 40 year olds. Like yeah. I know 40 year olds could barely reach down and pick up a keys, you know, whatever. Um, but martial arts can do that for you because it gives you discipline. It gives you a goal. Yep. It makes the goal out of reach, you know, for a reason it, it gives you, you know, when you're staring at a mountain far away and you see your goal at the tip of the mountain, you know, okay, that's, it's way out there. But then you're looking at all the, the trees and the beautiful sunset and everything else on your way to the mountain, you yeah. know, that has your goal. Yeah. So, um, so it strengthens the, the rubber bands. It makes them, um, I mean, literally, if we're talking about like flexibility and that kind of thing, it, it makes them less brittle. It makes them more able to endure uh, uh, maybe more like difficulties or challenges and that kind of thing too. 100%. Um, so um, as we were kind of chatting uh, before, uh, before we started recording, you had mentioned um, mantras being mm -hmm. helpful for you. Um, how have those been impactful for you? Are those related to martial arts or is that outside? And how's that been helpful for you? I mean, it, it, it's something that's always developing. Okay. Um, it, it, I started noticing more with martial arts, you know, that I have a personal set of mantras, yeah. uh, just like a belief system. And I guess using martial arts uh, to, to focus on my own and just to give it guidance. Sure. You know, for example, like uh, we have five animals in the martial arts and uh, you know, certain ones do certain things. Okay. So if, if you say, hey, you know, you act more like this animal, then now you start shifting your mantras to be like, you know what, mm, I'm going to try to be more like that animal with my beliefs. Okay. Um, so, you know, I've, I, I've gravitated as a showdown to the tiger. That, okay. That's, that's my animal. But am I, is that my favorite? Absolutely. I, I'm the best at it because it's what I use all the time. Sure. Uh, is that what I practice? Absolutely not. I want to learn my enemies. You know, the dragon is the natural enemy of the tiger. Okay. So naturally I want to learn how to be a dragon. Sure. So, you know, expanding your knowledge, um, just continuing to, to, to not, you know, be satisfied. Is it, um, so are the animals like, mindsets are they move sets are they both yes okay cool <laughs> cool 
Cool. Absolutely. So just, and, and that probably also helps with uh, like understanding the perspectives of other people and like where they're coming from. There you from. go. Like, you know, if you think like a dragon, you know, you know that they're going to do this move wise, but then it doesn't, it's not limited to physical. Now you're thinking mental. Now you're thinking the spirit of a dragon. How do they, how does it, how is their spirit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you started doing martial arts? Yeah, oh, man. I, I was 12 okay. when I experienced it first, but it was just my dad and his buddy, yeah. you know, uh, training kids in the backyard. Okay. You know, and uh, of course we all grew up and then eventually my kids joined Taekwondo. Okay. And I started copying their forms and stuff was coming back. And I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. But, uh, you know, their school was too far. And then there's a, a Kung Fu school here by my house. And I was like, Kung Fu, you know, I want to I want to be like Donnie Yen or, you know, Bruce Lee. Those yeah. guys, they look sick, you know. Yeah. So that's what started it. And I started going back to it seven years ago. Well, no, hold on. 2018. Yeah, 2018 is when I started. So adults that are hearing this podcast and are like, hey, martial arts is cool, but only kids can like kind of start that. That is not true. Not true at all. Okay. I mean, a guy who uh, who was in my batch, uh, he, he's 65. Okay. And you know, he was a dancer before he was a martial artist. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so yeah, so anybody can try it. Absolutely. Okay. Anything to look for if somebody is looking to get into martial arts? Uh, like to prepare yourself for it? Um, or? Pre- prepare yourself, but also like uh, you could Google like, how do I learn martial arts? But is there something that like maybe doing research on w- mm. what type of martial arts you want to do? Or I, I mean, find out what, what you want to do. I mean, yeah. I, I guess my simplest way to explain it is in the form of a video game. Okay. You know, when you, when you put your quarter in the machine, I, I'm aged. So that's okay. <laughs> you don't always put quarters in machines anymore, but whatever. My three-year-old's right? obsessed with Wreck-It Ralph. So we watch it almost every single day. Nice. So, okay. So yeah. yeah, back in the day when you put quarters yeah. in machines, right? You get your little character selection screen yep. and you get to pick, oh, hey, that looks cool. You know, I want to do whatever that guy does. Yeah. You know, he's like a big giant wrestler. That's how you should look at it. You know, you're, you're, you're picking your character in a fighting sure. game. Okay, cool. So just doing some research, what do I think looks cool? And then uh, finding a space where you can learn whatever that is. Absolutely. Okay. And it'll continuously evolve. Yeah. Um, what drew you to, to helping out at the center? You know, it was, uh, I, I was volunteering from a audio perspective, yes. um, helping out the band, like setting up their, uh, you know, the audio and stuff. And then, uh, I got wind of some uh, help needed for uh, that fair where I met you the first time. Yep. And, um, you know, that's where I met uh, Jess because uh, I was working with uh, Danny, who was working with her on the audio stuff. Super helpful for you to be there. And it was yeah. just like, you know, this this little circle that formed. And then um, I just, in passing, I was like, yeah, you know, we could teach martial arts too. That'd be pretty cool. And then, I don't know, like three months later, Jess was like, hey, remember when you said this? What do you think? I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I didn't think I could do it alone because uh, my, my skill set is limited. And, you know, um, Nikki, who helps me with the program, it yep. was just, you know, she's one of my training partners. And I figured, you know, I, I was like, hey, you, you want to help volunteer? And she was like, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Cool. Nice. Um, anything else that you would say has like been helpful or impactful as part of like your healing journey, your family's healing journey, um, growth, uh, that we didn't touch on. You know, it, it, it always starts with you. 
you know, uh, and, and this is what I tell my children, tell my wife, and they tell me when I lose my way. You know, yeah. it, it starts with you. Do you want to do this? Do yep. you want to get better? Yep. You know, do you have a reason to? And, and you don't always have to have a reason. You could just be like, you know what? I do want to get better, and I don't know why, you know. But something that, that's what drives your spirit, uh, that, that need to continually, you know, move forward yeah. or to just, you know, strive to get something new. You know, I, I'm an explorer by heart. I, I, my, my parents say that uh, our, our bloodline is um, somehow drawn from, like, Ferdinand Magellan. Okay. You know, when they conquered the yeah. Philippines and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I'm a natural explorer. I like going out and doing things, burning new pathways all the time. You know, like, you, you, you're like, hey, you want to learn how to sew? I'd be like, yeah, dude, that'd be rad. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Cool. And, and so, so you say that, like being able to move forward. And then it's also that idea of moving forward, incorporating like everything that, that we've talked about. So moving forward, incorporating the idea that we have to pay attention to the challenges that we're, that we're facing rather than just, I'm going to move forward and just push through everything. Isn't it weird how you have to stop and slow down before yeah. you can move forward? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Again, there's another life hack. Like if I would have had that when I was 15, Yeah. I mean, boom, I'd, I'd be running the planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I mean, those would have been really helpful. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of brain development, though, that happens for everybody. Yeah, there is. After for 15. sure. So, um, cool. So... Yeah, uh, McLean, thanks for uh, joining the show. I always feel honored speaking with uh, people about their journey. Um, anything else that you'd like to mention that you're up to right now, whether it's related to this or just anything else that you want to plug uh, that you're doing outside of, of this? No, I just want to keep encouraging people you know, to, to struggle. Um, sometimes you can struggle by choice. Yeah. And, and those are, you know, believe it or not, the easiest ones because you control them. Yeah. Um, I, I go and, and like, some, I try to take a cold shower because they say it's good for your body. It heals something, something. Yeah. You know, I start reading on the science on it. And I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll try it. And I'll go in there and I'll, I'll forget to breathe because it's yeah. so cold. Like, I, yep. you know, I almost suffocate myself. And yep. then I, why do I do this? This is silly. Yep. But you, you choose. And it's, it's just a challenge, you know, burn some new pathways, whatever. But, I, you know, give yourself something to start with. Start with your own personal struggle, sure. something you can deal with, yeah. and then work from there. So it's, uh, it's kind of an idea, too, of um, embracing a little bit of the discomfort or paying attention to the discomfort rather than, like, waiting until the discomfort piles up and then you, like, have to do it. Like, you have to pay attention to it. But if you pay attention to it a little bit earlier, maybe it's a little bit less overwhelming. Unless you live on some kind of dream planet where there's no discomfort, yeah, you know, it helps to get used to it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so at the end of the podcast, I always plug our activities, uh, for things that are coming up for the upcoming months. So this will be stuff that we're doing in, um, February. Why don't you start us off and let us know what's going on as far as our show up to rank up and martial arts at the center. Oh, awesome. Uh, so yeah, we'll be continuing that. Um, as far as I know, um, we will still have the, uh, the morning 
time slot for high school, okay. the uh, afternoon time slot for middle school, and then the self-defense time slot in the later afternoon. Uh, our goal is to continue to provide those as long as people are finding them helpful. We'll make changes to them uh, as we see fit, but that's uh, our plan right now. Yeah, so show up. Uh, enjoy it. And if you do have suggestions for any ways that this could be a little bit more helpful, definitely like speak up. Uh, we would love that. Awesome. Um, so other things that we're doing at the center in February, um, Tammy continues to come up with awesome ideas as far as open art studio. So that's every Wednesday from 11 to one. Um, we continue to have, um, uh, we continue to have morning warm up. Every Tuesday morning from eight to nine fifteen, we uh, which is a all levels flow yoga class. We have our breathe, stretch, rest uh, yoga class on Wednesdays um, after school in the evening from five thirty to six thirty. Uh, something new that we're doing, which I think is pretty cool, is we're doing a Green Leaf Society, which was a uh, uh, suggested by a student at the center, and it's a uh, plant club i think might be the best uh uh it's it's an inclusive space where we can learn about plants take care of plants uh learn about how plants can be beneficial um i need to water my my plant in my office as i talk about this i just thought of that um and uh uh yeah so we so we've got that going on um and then we're doing self-care kits on thursday february 23rd uh after school and then on the 28th, we have a lunch and learn with Dr. Carrie Johns, where uh, Dr. Johns is going to be talking about uh, some CBT skills. So thanks for listening and being with us. Have a great rest of your day and keep an eye out for our next episode that will come should come out March 1st. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us to keep you up to date. Parents, please please keep sending snack donations over to the center and pass this podcast to your friends and network. Our goal is for this to impact both the STEM community and other communities that are impacted by mass violence or trauma. 